0: Welcome back to Conversations, the podcast. back to today's conversation i have a special guest with me um i'm just going to let him introduce himself briefly to you guys before we jump into today's topic or discussion
1: hi everyone i'm i'm a postgrad student Mm -hmm. in finance i think maybe that's a good intro that we can get into details later yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so where like oh you said postgraduate that's cool where did you where did you graduate from what school
1: um, I had my undergrad in Nigeria from okay. Babcock University. Yes.
0: Okay.
1: And okay. I'm currently um, I'm t- undergoing a master's course in at the University of Warwick in the UK in business okay. and finance.
0: That's nice. So, so how was your Babcock experience? <laughs> it, oh, how was doing your university guess, in Nigeria in general?
1: Well, I I'm not so sure how to fit it into like you know a short sentence but it was it was mixed i guess i mean the, pe- the I, I guess everywhere the people make your experience yeah so i'll say it was good cuz i met good people but then again you know some some things i wish were better okay but i have no i have no regrets i mean i i appreciate going through the whole process cuz you know all in all it adds to who i am
0: yeah right yeah, now, yeah. So, yeah yeah
1: so it, ex- was, it was a decent Yeah, the
0: experience, experience.
1: wasn't wasn't was
0: was yeah. yeah, sorry, go sorry. ahead. <laughs> I keep cutting, cutting you off.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, ex- the no, that's fine. The experience wasn't wasn't a bad one. It was a calm one anyway, so yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. Experience has a way of shaping you. But that's good. I've, I'm always curious to know what it's like to cuz I always ask myself like if I did my um university in Nigeria, how would I have like ended up? I just it's ended just like, <laughs> Sometimes I want to think about it other times other times I'm like, mm, let's just be okay and be content.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's like it's a it's a mixed thing really. You can't really you can't really tell yeah. how you you would have, you know, ended up because it's just so many variables involved, you know. Yeah. In terms of um, you know, friends you would have met, people you'd have met, places you would have been. So just so many things involved. It's yeah. very easy sometimes, because so sometimes I, I think about how it would have been if I had my undergrad elsewhere as well. And, mm. you know, all in all, I just have to c- circle back and say, you know what, I can't really get just too many variables involved to to kind of plot how it would have been. I mean, sometimes it's fun to think about it. You know, it's, yeah. it's I don't know if fun is the right word, but it's interesting sometimes. It's interesting, it yeah. Electric, yeah, to just mm. let your mind go and just think of all the possibilities. that that could have that could have you know taken place but then it's it's just like i said so many variables involved in it to really just plot a clear picture Mm
0: -hmm. that's good you mentioned something about people having you know an impact on um your experience so i just want to know what do relationships mean to you both platonic and you know romantic relationships because um I'm just going to use myself as an example. I am somebody who, I want to say I'm growing from this, um, but I'm somebody who has carried, you know, relationships on my head for the longest time. Like I I take it so seriously and so deeply that, you know, it's, it's one of the things that I don't play with. And it's one of the things that I'm very passionate about. So um, I hope it's not a vague question, but, you know, what do relationships mean to you? um i I think
1: for me really i think for me relationships relationships you know they signify intentionality for me Mm. and and because of that i don't really consider myself to have many friends i feel like i have many acquaintances but not so many friends okay i feel like with my 10 fingers i could probably count the amount of friends i do have and Maybe even less than that. I won't be shocked if I could count them on five fingers. yeah, um, I feel that <laughs> and it's it's not um, a a way to shade or disrespect anyone. It's just understanding my place in people's mm. lives and understanding their place in my life. Mm-hmm. and also, like I said, weighing the intentionality and I see how different people relate to me and how I relate to different people mm-hmm. then 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 I can I can consider our relationship. I can consider our you know, our interaction as a mm. full blown relationship. Then if not, it's more like just a connection yeah. or or an acquaintance. Or so most times in, in marriage, most times you just say it's your guy. You know, many mm. people are your guys, but yeah. they're not really your you know they're not really your, your close friends like that, but oh now my guy, now my guy. <laughs> kind of so
0: yeah.
1: I think that's just what it is for me.
0: That that's so interesting that you see that. Um did you think or do you feel like you had to get to that place of putting people in, you know, this okay you are my friend, you are my acquaint- you are an acquaintance to me. Did you have to you know learn that for yourself, or is it just something that you've always been able to distinguish?
1: I, I think it's something I've been able to distinguish because I would say maybe going back to my secondary school experience, I was a day student.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So a, a lot of times i I didn't get to move the pack kind of in, in a sense where. After school, you go home. During school, mm-hmm. you just, you know, speak to classmates, speak to a few people around. But you don't necessarily have, like, a clique because I'm not walking back home with anyone. I'm going home with my family. Yeah. So there was this individuality that came with it, kind of. Mm. you know. So I, when I was going to school, I wasn't going to school thinking, oh, I'm going to. I'm, you know how maybe you're in the hostel and you have your friends and you want to sit down at the back of the bus together? Yeah, so yeah you know you you have certain things in your mind that when you're going to school you're going with this person I was going the only person I was going to school with was with my sister and by the time she left school I was going by myself mm. you know so so there was a sense of indi- individuality that came with it and because of that I could kind of gauge um my my identity and myself yeah. outside the influence of others so I I had more would I say would I say a certain level of control or a certain level of Yeah, I think a certain level of control over what I would call my friends and what I would call my acquaintances. Like there was there was an awareness that Mm. I was, you know, myself. So I guess that that kind of built up and just followed me throughout my life. That even with my with the relationships with the people I call my friends now. Yeah. You know, my really 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 close friends. Yeah. There is even that individuality still exists because I think I ha- I had this friend, who is still my friend by the way, while I was in Babcock that. Most times we were always you you see us together a lot, but mm-hmm. then it didn't mean I couldn't just step out and go do my own thing, you know. Mm, so yeah. that 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 kind of helped me create um this awareness of of I don't know if I'm making sense, but yeah. Yeah, this, no, no
0: this, I totally get you. Like yeah. would you say it's like it helped you create a boundary almost?
1: I think I'll be careful to say boundary because mm. that seems like maybe, maybe I'm trying to lock people out. on yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Okay. But it just made me, it made me know myself. Mm. So in, in knowing myself, I could easily evaluate, you know, things that were, um, were, would I say critical things that I, I considered vital in vital attributes, you know, in people, things yeah. I like and things I do not like. Yeah. So immediately, i i see things i do not like i can easily separate myself from this person because like i said i wasn't you know hanging around people in the sense of like a group i was always myself so i didn't yeah. feel any sense of dependence on any one person i yeah. feel like i had to be around certain people to to be considered you know to be you know because a lot of times when when you grow up and you go around you grow up around a lot of people you might you know be your identity might be in one way or the other, influenced by them. So mm. because my identity my, my identity was heavily built on myself and there was a lot of indi- individuality, yeah. if I saw something that, like and like I said with the intentionality thing, if I, if I saw a friend that, was, that wasn't that, was intentional with me, I would easily just step back and step away and not really be faced because mm. I was myself. And yeah, I, there I, was like sense
0: of self there.
1: Yeah, I've been used to just, I don't want to say being by myself because that seems sad. I wasn't sad. Yeah, I could easily stand on my own and just say, okay, no what I'm I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing my own thing. So yeah, yeah. Um,
0: That means you had a good self-esteem. That's really
1: good. Well, not not really. Not really, no. Yeah, not not really. I think it it was my self-esteem was was a struggle. I'll say I had a good self-esteem, but there was also as, as as a teenager and as a human as well, there'll be times where you where you kind of battle it because Mm. then again you know there's it's easy to keep on telling yourself something and you believe these things but when a couple of other people around you maybe do not say or imply something else sometimes you do question yourself
0: Mm. you know
1: so i'll say my self-esteem wasn't that big of a struggle to develop but it was it was still a struggle nonetheless and i I don't think anyone can really escape that i think it's something we all have to deal with Mm -hmm. as, as well yeah but but yeah, I'll say I had a decent self-esteem. At, at or, a
0: maybe, point, or maybe even a good sense of self. I
1: mean, yeah, I, I think, think there's that. Right so there, there was this self, yeah. There was this self-awareness and self-consciousness that mm-hmm. even when even when you know things around me didn't seem to point to many positives about yeah. myself, I was able to reflect and be introspective and say, okay, you know what, what's actually going on, what's happening? Am I this? What am I? And ask myself personal questions like that that mm. eventually shaped me and, you know, built a sense, of, a sense of confidence. At a point, it almost built some form of narcissism because it became too much. Then I had to, like, correct that yeah. and, and balance it off. But, yeah, I would say there was a self-awareness and self-consciousness. Okay. But there has always been, and hopefully there will always be, um, pertaining to myself.
0: Oh, that's nice. Um, I feel like for me, I, and it's something that I'm growing to learn if that even makes any sense, <laughs> growing to learn—it's something that I'm learning, right? Um, I have struggled with separating people, and I don't want to—I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm putting this person in your group. I'm putting this person in your group, even if that's you know what it is. But at the same time, I've held such over the years, I've held such a high expectation for everybody that I have considered a friend. To the point where, like, when they are not giving me that, you know, um, when they're not, like, living out the expectation I have for them, I'm the one getting hurt, I'm the one getting disappointed. So even recently, I've just learned to just not, first of all, not expect too much. And second of all, maybe the reason I'm expecting too much is because I'm putting people in, in groups that they're not supposed to be in. Like, yeah, I I take this person to be my friend. I expect, you know, so much from this friendship, but are they really even my friend or just an acquaintance or just somebody that I hang out with, you know? So I I think, you know, the way you say you have people that are close friends, you have people that are acquaintances, I've been, you know, I've struggled with distinguishing between those type of people in my life. And it's something that I've learned to do even just this past month, because I had a conversation with a friend the other day and she was talking to me about how you know she had she has different groups of people in her life you know especially even with sermons that will tell you oh there's a friend for a season there's a friend for a reason that kind of thing and I never actually realized it because when she said it to me I'm like okay that's true um this person might not be even like we haven't even gotten to this stage where I should expect this so much from this person. and And so, I realized that maybe it's even my fault that I'm just expecting so much when you know, we haven't even reached this stage of of friendship. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I've learned to just calm down in my expectations and also think and reflect and and ask myself questions, you know, like why am I expecting so much? And even when I'm expecting so much, where is your um your level of friendship with this person like do you even ha- like do you do you talk about things you can are you able to confide in this person are you able to or do you trust this person enough to to be to, to know certain things about your life i don't know if i'm making sense but you yeah. know, before i expect so much where is this person in your life let's start there you know like there are different expectations like with somebody i hang out with i can't be expecting oh this person's going to come to my wedding this person is going to do this for me you know because i just hang out with the person it's more of um like daily interaction but then somebody does my friend on the other hand that has been uh, with me through like tough times person has um criticized me been honest communicated well enough that if i'm expecting deeper things from that person it's only i feel like it's only fair rather than like me wanting so much from this person that I simply just hang out with. So that's something that yeah. me, I'm going to learn, or I'm learning. I don't know why I keep saying going to learn, but I'm learning as, you know, <laughs> as time goes by. Um, but yes, I think it's really good that you said that because it's just a reminder. For me.
1: Yeah, but then again, I don't, I don't even think, I think as, as you try to learn that, mm-hmm. I think you should also be conscious not to beat yourself down. Mm-hmm. Because again, growing up, uh, society never really taught us to differentiate between, to stru- would I say structural friendships or creates, I don't want to say ranks, mm. but like understanding that that, that friendships differ. And, and maybe this is just the simplistic human nature in the sense that when you're a child, anyone you play with is considered your friend. Mm. Then that, that doesn't really apply when you get old, and society doesn't really teach you now this doesn't mean that you should treat everyone with with some fishy or sketchy eye but then you know society like you don't you know you don't just really understand there's no conscious effort to let us know that our friends you know um how would i put it now to to differentiate like you said between between the rank of a friendship and and i think another problem is is the use of the word friends (laughs) <laughs> I think we use it quite loosely because, yes, you oh know, goodness. friends and like in like the definition of, or what I seem to, to know it as seems mm. much more, you know, tight knitted than, yeah. than something like an acquaintance. And if you call someone an acquaintance, there seems to be a, a bit of would I say, um, some people might take it like disrespect or yeah. they might take it with the with you know, they might it might build some resentment or who does this guy think he is he seems yeah. arrogant or yeah. she seems arrogant why is he calling me out you know a, and, and there's nothing really wrong in it but you know everybody else is always my friend she's my friend mm-hmm. and you know as, as humans and something I've, I've come to understand words tend to build mindsets i mean because if your definition of a friend is someone who is tightly knitted someone who is really close Mm-hmm. Anyone who consistently calls you their friend, even if you don't really consider them as friends, eventually those words will build a mindset in you that, okay, this guy is actually my friend. Then what you would expect from an actual friend, you would expect from them, but mm. that's not really the case. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's all because of the use of, it, of a particular word that, you know, that holds more meaning than we actually are caught to it in most, in most circumstances.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I I, I definitely agree with you. I, even even in public, when people come up to me and um, so for example, I have somebody that does this thing for me, and people know about it. Um, I don't I don't want to give like too too deep of an example, but if someone does something for me and you know other people know about it for some reason, and they and they come up to me and they're like, oh, your friend did this thing for you, in my mind I kind of cringe because it's like, yeah, I you know I've worked with this person i've hung out with this person but for you to call them my friend is like it's a bit of a stretch right and Mm -hmm. obviously i can't be going up and down and saying oh yeah one of friends one of this like explaining to people our dynamic because it's just i i I just think it's a lot yeah but at the same time it's like "Mm," like you said people have you know used the word too loosely um and i think it's the same thing with even saying i love you to someone especially Mm -hmm. even living in one thing I've noticed by just living in Canada is, you know, a lot of people use that word so casually. And, <clears throat> excuse me, for me, that, okay. like I'm, I'm somebody that I love deeply. Like, when I love, I love somebody deeply. So, when people use that word so casually around me, it's like, uh... I don't know, because I have people that I would talk to and they would literally be like, oh, love you lots. You know, I love you, this kind of thing. And I'm like, "Um, do you actually go? Or is just like, are you just greeting me? Or, you know, is it um, like, do you just, is is that something that's part of your culture kind of thing? But Mm. with the way you're saying friendships and stuff, it, it reminds me of just how people use that word so loosely. And they don't have, they don't necessarily have a proper understanding of what it truly means to love someone or what it truly means to be somebody's friend. So, um, yeah, I think just, I just hope that, you know, people gain understanding to, to these things and just know how to use them instead of just even assuming, Oh, because you saw this person on my story or because you saw this person around me the other day, Oh, you assume that the person is my friend, that kind of thing. Um, and then I'm the rude person. For now, you you know, even telling you that okay, you know, we just hang out, we're not really friends, that kind of thing, um, without even coming off as disrespectful. Okay. Uh, what do you think about rejections? Have you do you feel like you've ever been rejected when it comes to relationships? Mm-hmm. And if so, how did you handle it? I I really want to know.
1: I think only one particular thing comes to mind, Mm
0: -hmm. and would you like to share?
1: (laughs) I don't. I don't want to go into like details.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then
1: it it was, you know, it was someone we were talking for a while.
0: Before you go ahead, I just want to ask: is this a platonic relationship or a romantic relationship?
1: Okay, it was like it was intended to be, or. started out as a platonic relationship where it was okay you know I was trying to like turn it into a romantic one
0: yeah
1: eventually but but me I I think sometimes I I can be very would I say I don't know if objective is the right word or um, the word is escaping me right now so I anyway let me just get into details of what happened so we we were speaking for a while as friends Mm -hmm. and you know we're speaking really well. And the person, I began to, you know, like the person. And I told the person. And I remember telling, and she heard me for like a day or so. At that time, we're in uni. So I think I just like walked up to her in uni. I was like, yo, you can actually just tell me. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Like, if you if you if you say no. And she was like, no. And it was, I mean, it hurt in that moment. Yeah. But then again, I I I don't want to say I can separate emotions from, or I can separate myself from emotions. But there was just this. Okay, you know, it's, it's not that. I mean, it's painful, but yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. And to now, we are friends.
0: Okay,
1: at least we speak once in a while. And even now, I don't. I don't. Since then, I never really saw her in that romantic life again. um i i've never been able to picture i've just been able to picture as my friend since then yeah so i think because i am very particular about my relationships i honor when someone you know decides or makes their intentions clear about relationships as well Mm. so because i'm very particular about certain things if you say you are not interested yeah in in me Obviously that will hurt, but I'll be able to separate it. I know that it's not necessarily me in a mm. sense. It's not. It's not. I mean, everybody can improve, but it's not. It's you making your decision. Yeah. You know, it's not. It doesn't have. It doesn't have to do with me, or it doesn't have to do with maybe a fault. It could be a fault I could work on, but that doesn't necessarily mean that if I work on that, I, co- I will not come to you and say oh i'm back and you know, i'm not going to do that i'm going to work on it for me you know and yeah. like i said that is, i always circle back to that individuality so it's like and the, the self-consciousness as well mm. and any if i clock that okay maybe the rejection was for this reason i'll yeah. work on i'll be i'll be able to like evaluate myself and say okay is this actually true? do i actually have the shortcoming in this place Try yeah. and work on that, but not work on that because of the rejection, but work on it so that I'm just an overall better person. but so i would say I take to rejections really well mm. because i I understand that I might also be in the place where i I seem to reject someone as well, and i don't I don't really like using the word rejection because it seems yeah. like it's something in particular to do with the other person where it's just your own choice yeah. um, or the person doing the rejecting their own choice yeah. so yeah i'll say rejection is a very harsh word but um yeah i i tend to i take it well
0: you handle it well yeah and have you ever faced um rejection in platonic relationships and do you find that you know um i'm going to ask you two questions actually so have you ever faced rejection in platonic relationships and Mm -hmm. have you ever felt um the desire to rekindle um, old friendships or old relationships? Have you ever felt the desire to rekindle old friendships or relationships? And what has your reaction to a potential rejection been in that instance? Does that make sense?
1: Uh, I Yeah, I think it does. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. So like, have exactly. you ever been in... Let me let me translate it again. Okay. Have you ever been in a situation where... Um, you had the desire to rekindle an old relationship. And what was, you know, your thought process in, like, there being a potential rejection and how did you handle that?
1: Is that better? Yeah, that's better. Should I I address the one with the platonic relationship first before this one?
0: Anyone. Anyone is fine. Okay, Okay, I
1: think I'll address this one first. I, I think there was someone I... To be honest, I don't want to call it dates because I feel like that time we're just on vibes.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: but... Oh, my um, goodness. There was someone I really liked and, you know... But then again, I'm not really, pl- I'm not really proud of this part of my life because I wasn't really the best person. Mm. So, um, certain things happened and the whole thing just blew up in our face.
0: Okay. And
1: I remember wanting to rekindle the relationship and there was the fear of rejection, but I think for me it's what i, I don't want to say a fear of not trying avoid well, it, but it's not a fear it's why not mm. um it's it's why not i i think like i said i I guess my attitude sorry, excuse me <clears throat> my attitude towards rejection kind of shapes this mm-hmm. in like because c- I remember going back and speaking to the person, and you know she was like you know she she's not really sure she wants to get you know romantically involved again and Mm -hmm. since then we've we've been really good friends as well
0: okay so
1: it's 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 not um i guess it's it's just my attitude towards rejection that kind of shapes that it's like why not i guess the worst that can happen is is you know the the hurt in that period and just dealing with it and i guess also maybe my my attitude or i'll say i don't want to say my attitude because then it seems like there is a there's a linear way to getting over um hurt yeah which there isn't i guess maybe it's just something i've been privileged to to be to have yeah or to be born with where it's like i can confront my hurts head on like i i let myself feel in mm-hmm. that moment yeah. Like I don't try and deny it. I don't try and hide it. And maybe it comes with that self-consciousness as well. Yeah. Where I find myself, if I'm trying to push back certain feelings or I or let's say I got rejected now and I'm trying to push back that feeling of rejection, I just ask myself, Shola, um, don't don't lie to yourself. What's happening? You know, and I just really let go and let myself feel mm. in that moment. Yeah. So I instead of postponing the, you know, because I eventually at every like at with, with every hurt you have to deal with that you, you know yeah. you have to come to a point where you where you accept what happened yeah so instead of postponing the day I accept it I just you know let myself accept it at that point and I move on mm-hmm. so in terms of rekindling um relationships and, and the fear of rejection I guess all, all that the self-consciousness um you know just asking myself true questions and letting myself deal with all the hurts and you know my general attitude towards rejection and the whole thing of why not I mm-hmm. think helps me just to you know, I'm willing. I'm definitely willing to go back and and try because why not? Last, last, bad as bad, you say no, and yeah. that's it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and and, and at least I'll know in my heart of I will, I won't now start bothering myself down more. Ah, why didn't I try?
0: Yeah,
1: I, you know, yeah,
0: or
1: or I'll be looking at your pictures and be thinking, what if? There's no what, what if, if you anymore. You've already yeah. you've told me like you've cleared, and I think I'm big on communication as well. So I like because I, I feel I can't read your mind. So you might as well just let me know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so once I once I know what you're thinking and you said something, no problem. I take that as, um, you know, I, I take I take that on and I just move on with it. But with regards to platonic friendships, um, platonic relationships, I don't think I I don't think I've gotten rejected with mm. because I'm I'm very um, there's a long process before I consider someone my friend. Okay. Um, and I don't think I've ever randomly walked up to someone and said, oh, I want to be your friend.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it's just always been, been um, natural. natural. I think my yeah. closest, my, yeah, my closest friend right now from Bangkok. I think I remember in first year I bought something from him. He was selling ties. I remember in Bangkok at that time, as an accounting student, if you want to go to like the business school, you probably have to wear a tie during the hundred level, two hundred level, when you're fresh. Like your new students, so a lot of the lecturers can be, you know, they want to catch crews with you and all. But as you get older, you just they just leave you alone yeah. and all that. But first year, they were particular about certain things. And I didn't have enough ties, or I didn't like the tie I had, so I went to get a tie from him. Then I think the guy even me, himself because the tie was you like know. what, five hundred, and he sold it for like one five or two five. But funny enough, you know. And sorry, I'm talking about Naira for anyone who's yeah, who's <laughs> who's who who from Nigeria here. Um, sweet. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, I, I can't remember the whole d- the details on yeah. how we became friends. But I just remember we were friends since then. And it just came natural. And it wasn't like an immediate thing. Yeah. It was just, it just happened. You mm-hmm. know, it just happened. So I, I, think, I think that was
0: it for me. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. I can relate to that. I don't think I've ever... You know what? I'm not going to say that because in secondary school... I had the friendship with this girl and I asked her to be my best friend, but we were already friends. So I don't know if that counts Mm -hmm. as asking someone to be your friend. Um, But yeah, I just like, we were friends prior and I just wanted her to be my best friend. Like I wanted us to establish, you know, that title of like best friend, like knowing that you are on this level with me. Um, But aside that, I don't think I've ever asked someone to be my friend. I think friendships should flow naturally, to be honest, or should yeah. come naturally with with people. Um, mm-hmm. But in regards to rejection, I like how you you um just explained. You know, even communicating and being able to handle rejection, because I think you know if you're working towards rekindling something, or you know facing a fear, let's let's call it that, you should expect some things to happen. And you should be okay with whatever reaction or okay. response you get. Um, I think learning to yeah. deal with rejection, I'll call it, um, is very important, you know, because not everything is going to go your way and not every mm-hmm. one is going to agree with you or agree to come back into your life. And you should be okay yeah. with whatever happens and learn to deal with it instead of, like you said, postponing the... the um, is it did you call it pain? I can't remember. Postpending, whatever like the aftermath of the situation. Yeah,
1: ac- just accepting like accepting what happened.
0: Really. Yeah, accepting what happened. Yeah. Um, I found myself, you know, recently trying to rekindle a friendship. Um, and this was a friendship of years. And you know, what happened is we stopped communicating, right? Like just neither of us spoke to each other, nothing bad happened. Um, you know, it wasn't anything malicious. Like we just stopped communicating with each other and it, it went on like that for years. And, you know, something happened in this person's life and I just felt very, I felt like this feeling of nostalgia where I kept thinking about our friendship and how loyal this person was as a friend. And I just missed that so much. And a huge part of me just wanted to reach out, you know, to this person. But in my mind, I'm like, You know, it's been years. Um, I I had this mentality that, you know, if you've not spoken to somebody for a long time, then it's just it's dead. Like nothing can happen past that. So it was it was really it was really um, challenging for me. But I decided to go ahead and reach out to the person. Um, And I just I, I was it may sound stupid to some people, but I was literally on Google um asking like how do you rekindle a friendship
1: now that (laughs) happens you know
0: (laughs) how do you rekindle a friendship you know what to expect and what like i felt very anxious even i I took this uh, the leap of faith and i reached out to this person but you know in terms of will i be rejected or will i be accepted that, per- that that waiting period made me feel very anxious you know i found myself going on google asking a million and one questions and one article i read you know which was it really helped me it's like there are things you should expect this person might either want to rekindle the friendship or pass and when the person if the person decides to pass you know you should be able to deal with what comes afterwards because not everyone has the same feelings not everyone wants to put in the same energy and 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 time as you want to put in. So you should be okay with whatever the person says. So after reading that article, I'm like, okay, Chidera, if this person does not want to continue this friendship, if this person has no desire to be friends with you, that's okay too. It doesn't mean you know you're bad it doesn't mean you're not okay like be ready for that and it it just really helped me and luckily enough for me um I feel very blessed because the person actually agreed to rekindle the friendship so um that's something I really wanted to even have a conversation with you about it's like if the person had rejected me I wonder what (laughs) what my what my response or feelings would have been like but I mentally prepared myself for it because I was yeah. really anxious, even checking my phone, you know, more than usual to see what their reply would be and blah, blah, blah. But it made me really happy, but it also prepared me for the worst. Um, Cause at the end of the day, it's like, it, it, nobody wants to be rejected. Right. It's, yeah. it's a really mm-hmm. harsh word. Um, but no one wants to face that even though it's the reality for some people, it's like that feeling of, oh, wow, you don't want to be friends with me. You don't want to be with me. It's hard. Um, but yeah, ultimately just learning how to deal with that. If it was a big, was a big thing that I got from that article I read and, and, um, yeah. That's...
1: And I think, and I think another thing is, <laughs> um, the, like the world, I feel like the world has created an atmosphere where we're not allowed to, to, feel would I say loosely Mm. or you're made you're made to feel so guarded. So in the sense that you know how how what what I could guess from what you were saying in terms of your the the anxiety that you know that came with possible you know um rejection is yeah you care you care for this person.
0: Yeah.
1: You know and and the world I, I think it's even popular on social media where it's like they make it seem like you're a fool if you care loosely. Mm-hmm. and i feel everyone should be able to come to terms with with accepting that they care about this person yeah but also accepting that they are not in control of every single thing so this person might not care as much yeah that's fine yeah but what you should do is you should make the effort to actually to get the person to establish you know because you can't read their minds you should make the effort to get this the person to establish what their views are on about you Mm -hmm. like they should they should communicate clearly what they feel so you can then reconcile um that feeling of care towards them and you know and 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 you know the feeling of 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 not exactly knowing what because like you said it's it's relationships are two-way or three-way or however you you want how many friends or how many human beings or how many people involved in the relationship yeah, You need to hear the side of the other person. So you need to be able to reconcile that whole feeling towards that person, then how the person feels towards you. Mm. you know? And I think it's just that period before we find out how they feel, we made to feel like we'll be fools in a sense to easily just to let ourselves feel love for this person when we are not 100% sure that they feel the same for the us. The
0: same
1: way, yeah. and, mm-hmm, and I... I feel like it really just, it stifles a lot of things when you try and put a. I mean, there should be a bit of consciousness and not letting yourself go and, you know, letting yourself be susceptible to manipulating people, but you should also allow yourself feel with the consciousness that um, you are trying to, you know, you're going to find out how this person feels about you as well. So you can reconcile that. Then whatever comes out of it, you can now move on and just deal with it rather than, you know, maybe some people go to different extremes some people are they let themselves feel so much and they are overly anxious and maybe they never ask or they never say anything or they just you know take whatever the person does because they feel and while some people just suppress every single thing and you know try and make it like they are some hard guy who doesn't feel anything and Mm -hmm. in 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 that sense they they get hurt because you know the the person they feel for doesn't even know they've they've not even asked the person they don't even know what the person feels they don't know anything you know because they're just suppressing everything so it's like two extremes i feel if if there's something i would want my children to know is that they should they should not be afraid of my future children because i don't have any children yeah of (laughs) course oh my goodness just to clear it up (laughs) yeah just to clear it up but you know even the matter of bringing children to this world is another conversation but yeah Yeah. um, (laughs) they shouldn't be afraid to to feel and you know yeah yeah,
0: that's good. Well, thank that's you it. so much. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me.
1: Thank, thank you for... I was about to say thank God.
0: I'm
1: thank God! <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for Oh my goodness. Me. I enjoyed this. You know, it's, it's the religious, it's the religious, you know... Yeah, um, that's the Christianity in yeah, you. <laughs> um, that's the, you know... I don't even think it's the Christianity in me, you know. I think it's just like the religion. Yeah.
0: Um, the
1: religion of, you know, the religious... Constructs like, yeah, yeah you know, that I've been brought up with yeah that's true yeah. that's
0: true because we're so used to oh you know, thank God because I, yeah, I know yeah, even, even when I tell something. my parents they'll be like oh thank God or if I say Mom mm-hmm. thank you for paying my tuition she'll be like thank God so I think yeah, yeah I definitely <laughs> agree. <with laughs> I
1: just brought up with that.
0: I mean thank God still
1: it, right? Thank God thank God still because yeah <laughs> I'm I'm Christian at least I can say I'm Christian and yeah I'm trying to you know break loose of some of the religious um constructs have built in my head over the years, but yeah, thank God.
0: God. Wow. Well, this was lovely. It was nice having you on here.
1: Nice. It was nice being able to speak. I don't think we've spoken since.
0: I don't think
1: I I, yeah, I don't yeah. I don't think I (laughs)